Hello and welcome to the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kelly, and I am a clinically trained therapist, emotional wellness and life coach, and healer. My mission is to help as many humans as possible feel safe to feel their feelings in order to create a life beyond their wildest dreams. Thank you for being here and let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to afternoon tea. We are doing this live instead of morning tea live. Happy Wednesday. I hope you guys are having a beautiful day. Today, I am so excited to have a very special guest on. Her name is Kathy Harvin Loomer, and she is a certified Reiki master as well as sound healer. And we're going to be talking all about her intuitive approach, really speaking the language of intuition, how to connect more deeply to your intuition and all things intuition. So you guys can drop any questions in the comments that you may have for either of us and going to give her a minute to hop on. Let me know where you guys are tuning in from and yeah, how you're doing today. Oh, there we go. Hello. Hi, Kathy. How are you? Good. We we made it on. I know sometimes it can be technical difficulties or no fun. <laughs> yeah, they aren't. And thanks for being patient. I live on a mountain and our, and our internet has been wonky. So um, yeah. yeah, I can imagine. Where where do you live? Great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. Where are you um, tuning in from? Where do you live on a mountain? Idlewild in Southern California. Oh, wow. I've never been, but I've heard amazing things. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Fantastic. Amazing. All right. Well, I'm so, so excited to have you on and to chat all about intuition and just share a little bit of your magic. Um, I always like to start with a little grounding. So if it's okay with you, I'll do, I'll guide us through a little grounding meditation and then we can do some introductions and then dive in from there. How does that sound? Perfect. Okay. Awesome. So if you guys are tuning in, you can also do this grounding. You can sit up nice and tall and closing off the eyes. And let's start by just taking a big deep breath in together and release. And just noticing how your breath is feeling in this present moment. Noticing any sounds or distractions in your environments. Noticing any thoughts coming up. And as each thought comes up, you're going to imagine placing it on a cloud in the sky watching it float away, knowing you can always come back to it if you need to, and then refocusing on your breath. And then noticing any body sensations, any areas of tension or tightness, and doing a quick body scan, relaxing your brow line, your jaw, your shoulders, your heart, your chest, your abdomen, the base of your spine. Noticing any tension in your legs or toes or fingers or arms. And sending an intentional breath into any part of the body that needs it most. Noticing any emotions that need to come up. 
Noticing any resistance that's coming up to being in your body or just slowing down. And just deepening your breath to show your body that you're safe to just be in this present moment. And now together, let's take three long deep breaths. You can place your hands on your heart and breathe all the way into your body. And slowly exhaling out of the mouth. And again, breathing all the way in. Holding at the top and release. And one more, breathing all the way in. Holding at the top and release. And just allowing your breath to return back to its natural rhythm. Noticing if anything has softened or shifted or if anything new has shown up. Knowing you always have your breath to come home to. And when you're ready, you can start to take any small organic movement, maybe some neck rolls or some side stretches or anything that your body's asking for as we start to slowly come back to the present moment. And whenever you're ready, you can start to slowly come back. How did that feel? That was really nice. Thank you, Rachel. Yeah, of course. So let's dive into some introductions. If you want to just tell people who you are and what, what you do and yeah, a little bit about Thank yourself. You. Thank you. Yeah, it's a delight to be here. My name is Kathy Lerman Luber, for those of you who don't know me. And I am a certified sound healer and Reiki master. Uh, artist, musician, um, and and shamanic healer as well. That's amazing. How long have you been practicing all those things for? Yeah, interesting question. They have evolved as mm -hmm. so many things in our in our lives do as we follow our true nature. Mm -hmm. Things sort of just evolve. I began uh, my shamanic practice probably about twenty years ago, mm -hmm. and then. Uh, I've been a lifelong musician since I was a little girl, and I um, have always loved music and sound. Probably 20 years ago, I began going to drum circles and things like that, mm -hmm. and loved going to sound baths and, and found them to be very relaxing. And then I realized that that this is something that I could you know, join with my music practice. And so I really began to learn more about sound healing. And but it's it's for more than just um, relaxation and relief from anxiety, yeah. right? That was why I originally started with it. But I've, I've learned that the healing power is so deep. Mm -hmm. And then probably about 15 years ago, uh, I began with Reiki. And in several past several years, got got certified in all of those things to make it more formal and and to really just uh, take a deeper dive into all of it. Yeah, well, so for a while. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing, and I love how they just all kind of come together, right? They're all so deeply connected in their own ways. So I really yeah, love that. Didn't set out that way, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is part of the healing journey that I. I just began to find things and, and pull them in close when they felt or 
organically right, intuitively, they, yeah. they resonated with me. Um, and it has become this, but it's been kind of like a, an unfolding, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love how that happens when you really start to get into alignment and things just start unfolding in a way where they all come together and you're like, wow, I did not even, could not have even anticipated this. So exactly. Yeah, I love exactly. it. Yeah. And I'll do a little introduction for those from your page that might not be familiar with me. So my name is Rachel Kelly. I'm the founder of Rachel Kelly Coaching. I'm a former clinically trained therapist turned into healer coach in this online space. Um, I have my own healing business where I really focus on healing attachment wounding and the nervous system rewiring out of survival mode into safety abundance expansion mode, um, focusing on particularly anxious attachment. That's that's my favorite to work with and doing a lot of reparenting of the inner child and yeah, helping you build internal safety in your body so that you can truly feel safe to create a life beyond your wildest dreams. So that is me in a nutshell. Um, so let's dive into the this intuitive healing approach that uh, we've talked about just before connecting, like what what that is, what that looks like, um, how you can more deeply connect to your intuition. I know we've talked about like how does intuition speak and just the language of that. So I'd love to hear just a little bit more um, on yeah, kind of your experience with all of that. Yeah, actually my deep dive into really expanding my intuition. I think like a lot of people many, many years ago, I wasn't really so much in touch. You know, we we think to ourselves um, things like, oh, I should have followed my heart or I should have trusted that hunch. Um, and, and many, many years ago, that's, that's where I was, you know, sometimes I'd listen, sometimes I, I wouldn't. And then a number of very big health challenges came my way. Mm-hmm. Like it does for so many of us on the healing journey, we have these health obstacles really that, that cause us to do one of two things. We either ignore them and they mm-hmm. get worse or you get more and more of them. Uh, or you, you really begin to listen to your body at a very, very deep level. Mm-hmm. And that's what began to happen with me. And I, I started doing even more meditation than I had been doing, uh, doing more sound healing and all of the things. And what we find is intuition speaks louder to us when two things, when we listen, of mm-hmm. course, and when we act on what we hear, Right. It's really a, a, a matter of trusting that inner voice. It's our heart. It's the voice from our soul. Mm-hmm. Wayne Dyer once said, um, you know, if prayer is you talking to God, intuition is God talking to you. Yes. Oh, I love that. Right? that so true. So you could think of it as, as God or angels speaking to you or your own heart or your soul. Right. And so... That's where I really began to to not only um, just say, oh, yeah, I've got intuition and I'm, I'm going to try to listen to it more, but to make more opportunities to really listen. And what we find is this, this is my story and the story of so many of my clients. Yeah. What we find is so often when we, we begin to listen and we begin to honor it by taking action, we 
open that channel of intuition more and more and it gets louder and louder so yes. you really do hear it and you don't just hear it when you're meditating mm -hmm. you know I hear it all through my day it speaks in my dreams right I've had recent health challenges where the past three months of dreams have been warning me about this mm. interestingly enough wow sometimes I wake up with a with just a word like a, a word came to me nervines mm. I woke up with that word one morning I'm like what are nervines I don't even know what they are <laughs> and so I did my little research and that's often how we can honor our intuition when it does speak we can say you know okay I'll, I'll go look that mm. up and I did and found out it was very much relaxation and wow. sleep and I was having trouble with both of those at that point right my job and so it, it pays to to listen and honor it and then it just begins getting louder and louder I have intuition showing up in my dreams it shows up in signs in synchronicities in little whispers in a song that you hear uh when you're really when that's happening you know you are in the flow yeah. of your intuition and that's what we should all strive to be right but like Life is noisy. Yeah. <laughs> we have these devices. And yeah. I love the grounding that you did. I do it. I do that often throughout my day just because mm -hmm. we get really charged up. You know, um, we're getting messages. We're, we're, we're scrolling. We're, we're getting the news bombarded at us. And intuition doesn't speak when we're in that state. We right. really need to be in a much quieter, more grounded state. So I love that you started us off with that. Yeah. Oh, just so many amazing nuggets that you just shared that I just resonate so deeply with because I think when people come to me and they're like, I don't know how to connect to my intuition or I, you know, if I ask them like, get in your body, what is your intuition saying about this? And they're like, I don't know. When you say, I don't know, it's, well, first of all, you always know, but it's that there are things blocking you from actually being able to hear it. And so what you described of when you first start of connecting to your intuition and being able to do that in stillness and meditation from there, that's only the foundation that then builds so that you can hear it all throughout your day and in your dreams and it's really being able to release those layers that are getting in the way, really, which is, um, you know, getting stuck in your head, anxiety, like you said, being overstimulated and overcharged with all of these things that we have bombarding us <laughs> in every moment of every day. But it's so true that it's always speaking. We just have to get quiet enough, still enough, connected enough, slow down enough to actually listen. And then I love, love, love what you said around um, the more that you do that, the more that your intuition gets louder, because I experienced that in the form of really like faith and trusting the universe that it can feel so hard to do that. But then when you do it once and you get that confirmation of like, oh my God, wow, this thing worked out or, you know, I got this sign and, and you feel that moment of connection you then start to experience more of that because you're more open to it, right? And it's the same thing in the form of intuition. Like I really view those one in the same as is exactly like you said, intuition is like God speaking to us, right? And so if we're experiencing that, that depth of connection and then we just continue to be more open to it, it then just confirms it again and again. And then we increase our belief in it, which then is natural intrinsic motivation building for us to really be able to 
take the time to connect and then noticing when we're having a human moment and when it's feeling really difficult to connect and really getting clear on why that is, right? Like what's actually blocking you from that. And, you know, a lot of what I focus on is how our attachment wounding is blocking us from feeling safe to listen to our intuition, because we could have those nudges all the time, all day long. But if it goes against what our families want for us, what our partners want for us, what society wants for us, it can feel so terrifying to actually listen to that. And so we need a lot of support and holding in that. And then once we do, and we do it even just that first time and we see, oh my God, look, it actually worked out for the best. And like, it all happened the way it was supposed to. It then just continues to increase that belief. So I think, yeah, it's just... It's so powerful when you can really start to hear it louder and louder. And I love what you said about dreams too, because that's something that recently I've been experiencing more of where I used to just have like chronic nightmares all the time growing up because I was so anxious. And then when I healed that and I healed my attachment wounding and my nervous system, my dreams have been so much more in alignment with the present of what's happening. Like right now I, I live in San Diego. We're having massive flooding, not, not where I live, but where I used to live. And, um, I had a dream literally the night before it started this flood of like having to evacuate. And so just seeing how my intuition is speaking to me because I actually feel safe to listen to it now. It's a game changer. Like life just gets to feel so much more connected and magical in that way. That's right. That's right. I mean, you really hit on it. It is, it's very hard to start trusting that at first, like you were saying, you know, so often I hear this with my clients too. It's it's so often either people say, "I, I don't hear it. And then they begin to trust it. And then something happens and they get a message and they're like, well, I don't know that I want to trust that Mm -hmm. part of it is that message is coming from your, 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 your higher self, your, your subconscious is you speaking. Mm -hmm. And so it's learning to build that relationship and really feel safe in that relationship and taking small steps with it. Yeah. Really taking small steps. And I love what you said about your dream the night before. I have a lot of precognitive dreams. Mm -hmm. I didn't used to. I've been an avid dreamer for, for, yeah, probably 20 years and keeping dream journals and and really trying to um, understand them and and dig into them. And if it's a scary dream, going back into it and facing it and saying, what Mm -hmm. is that about? And it's like any fear that we have when we, when we face it, we kind of take the the air out of it yeah we take like the charge frightening yeah we have to face it sometimes and those kinds of dreams like the ones the one that you had prior to all of this flooding that's happening in california or was um especially in san diego uh you know those kinds of things don't come through if we block ourselves off to it if we say yeah i don't know i can't trust my intuition Mm-hmm. So that's not going to come through for you. So it's it's like anything in life. It's oh wait, your sorry, your audio cut out. Oh wait, I think I can hear you. Your audio cut out for a sec, but I think you're back. Yeah, sorry about okay. that. Um, it is about 
building that relationship, just like we build a relationship with our inner child, mm -hmm. it's building a relationship with our intuition. Yeah. And there are ways of doing that. And on the healing journey, it's really important to follow intuition. You know, our bodies tell us when something is wrong. Our bodies send us signals, pain, uh, panic attacks, anxiety, mm -hmm. rashes, fatigue, you name it. Our yeah. bodies are sending us a signal that we have to pay attention to. They're little warning signs, little red flags, right? Totally. And so our intuition can help us to get to the point of understanding what the root of that is. Like those things are happening in their body, our bodies, and they're real. But when we take time to really focus and, and tap in to our intuition and ask the questions, you know, what are you trying to tell me? That's one of my favorite questions. Mm -hmm. What do you, what, what should I do? What are you trying to tell me right. like if you're in pain or, or something else is going on? Um, you know, why am I feeling this particular emotion right now and really diving into that paying attention to it yeah and it's it speaks to you it really does absolutely yeah it's powerful yeah it's super powerful and I I think that's one of the main things that we I notice especially with clients is that we miss out on the message we miss out on the lesson of what's being communicated to us because we are so stuck in this um, mindset of things are happening to us, right? So let's say there's pain or there's sickness and we're, we get stuck in this victimhood of like, oh, it's happening to us. Or, you know, that's where the inner child comes out and is like, someone just save me from this pain or like make it all better. Yeah. And when we shift into how this is happening for us, what is my intuition? What is my body? What are these symptoms, either physical symptoms, emotional symptoms, what are these symptoms actually communicating? We then get to reap the benefits of that lesson. But if we don't, we then just have to repeat the same lesson over and over until the universe is like knocking louder. Like, are you actually listening this time? Because I can think about times where, um, like even just having, I have scoliosis. And so sometimes I have some back pain most of the time I don't, if I'm actually doing what I need to do to take care of myself, doing yoga, stretching, all the things. But I remember there was a time where it felt like kind of random, like my back just went out. I was like, that's weird. Like, I don't know what kind of triggered it this time. And it was during the time of um, a, a birthday of a loved one who had passed. And I remember getting this like intuitive hit really clearly of like, if my back hadn't gone out, I probably would not have actually taken time to really just be with my grief. And uh -huh. so even with that, it's like, okay, how is this happening for me? It's allowing me space and encouragement and that gentle nudge that I needed to actually tend to my grief. And that is something that if you're just in the day to day and you're like, you know, trying to avoid your stuff, then you might not actually have the opportunity to do that. And obviously we don't need to be in pain to force ourselves to feel our grief or whatever's coming up. But I think it's just an example of when we're able to switch it from, oh, this back pain, like for me, victimhood to, oh, this is happening for me so that I have some stillness, like literally forcing myself to be still and rest to actually process what's happening. And I see that with so many of my clients where things will come up. 
And it's like, yes, I know that this feels so shitty in the moment. And I promise you, if you can get still and slow down enough to actually look at what are the lessons, how is this here to actually help you grow and expand and get to your, your next level of expansion, it's going to be so worth it. But you have to first get still enough to actually listen, which is the challenging part. <laughs> That's right. And that I, lo I love that you share that. And that is my story. Back in 2016, I was doing a million things. You know, I had a full-time job on the side. I'm a fine art photographer. Mm -hmm. I uh, sat on three boards of directors. I had all this stuff going on. I was on, you know, I, I traveled internationally. I was going on other road trips and things. 2016 was a packed year. Mm -hmm. Like you, I also have a tiny bit of scoliosis, but I have seven back diseases, seven spinal oh. diseases. And I knew I was getting every intuitive hit, Rachel, that said, slow down, mm -hmm. slow down. And my intention was, I wish and I, I intend that I have time to slow down more time to go inward the mm -hmm. whole thing that was that was my goal but i wasn't living that and when the intuitive hits happen slow down you have to get some rest for your back mm -hmm. and i decided to um, photograph a friend's wedding anyway i decided you know to go on a road trip that i probably really a big road trip i should not have gone on all the things mm -hmm. and then i decided to go on a client trip that was um a two-day away from home um, in Costa Mesa and ordinarily that was no problem. And I thought, I'm just going to do it. My back, my intuition kept screaming at me. No, no, you really, really shouldn't do that. But I really wanted to meet the client. It was the first time we were meeting in person. Yeah. I was really excited about the work. December, uh, 8th, 2016, I come back from that, that client trip. I'm standing in the kitchen talking to my husband and one of the discs in my lower spine, the discs are like the little jelly cushions right between the, the um, vertebrae, it ruptured and it ruptured oh. disastrously. It was the fourth disc rupture in that lower back area. And we were able to get me to bed to lay me flat down. And the long and short of the story, it's, de it's described really in a lot of detail in my book, Suffering to Thriving, Your mm -hmm. Toolkit for Navigating Your Healing Journey. Mm -hmm. That book came out of this. And, but I was basically bedridden for five years, five wow. years flat on my back. I had to give up everything wow. that I had been doing. I was an avid hiker and swimmer and biker and just really, really very busy, full, what I would have called the life of my dreams. Mm -hmm. and, but I didn't listen to my intuition. Yeah. I, I was on the intuition path for decades. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I knew better. I really knew better and it hit and I was down for the count. But what you said, everything happens for you. And I now see for the past few years that that, that spinal disc rupture that left, left me bedridden for five years was a gift. It was a treasure out of that came more time for all kinds of things, contemplative writing, more sound healing, more Reiki, all the good stuff, yeah. all the things, the meditation, everything that I wanted to have time to do, mm -hmm. I got. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, mm -hmm. it happens for you. And when you're on a really rough part of the healing journey, whether it's physical or mental or emotional, it, it, it feels like a big, 
terrible thing. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's the, the disaster of your life. And it is in one way it is. Right. Um, but there comes a point when we go through that portal of viewing it through the lens of this is a gift. It got me to this great gift where I am today, where I'm doing sound healing and Reiki and, and shamanic uh, practitioner work. And where I'm working with clients yeah. on, on this journey and doing more music and mm-hmm. everything that I love. Yeah. That got me here. I don't think I would have gotten here otherwise. Right. It happened for me. And okay. it's not always pretty. In fact, often it is just really a mess. Yeah. You know, um, I work with a lot of clients and they're just in what feels like a horrific mess of yeah. their of their lives. Yeah. But we we there is a path through it. And, you know, you, you get the tools that, that help you to get there, but there are two lessons in it. One is follow your intuition. The other is the other intuitive hit I was getting all of that time was slow down. You need time to slow down. You need right. more time for yourself. You need more time to go inward to hear what I call in the book, your inner healer. Right. We have our intuition is our inner healer. It intuition guides our life in many many ways but healing is a very big part of that and if we stop to really take the time and go inward and listen we get those intuitive hits that guide us either their messages but part of it is asking the right questions you know what i love to tell my clients is when you get quiet when you go for a walk on the beach or in the woods um when you meditate get yourself to the place where you ask the questions, what do I need to know? Mm -hmm. What action do I need to take? And I love this question. I can't remember who to attribute it to, but it's something like, what can I do today that my future self will thank me for? Yeah, absolutely. Meditate on those questions. People get um, upset and frustrated and say, oh, I didn't get an answer right away. I didn't get an answer well, you know, pay attention to other synchronicities, pay attention to your dreams, pay attention to overhearing conversations of people, pay attention to, you know, walking into a store and hearing a song that has a message that mm-hmm. might pertain to it. Right. Those are the way intuition speaks also, not just yeah. um, a direct whisper, although sometimes that happens too, you know. Yeah, it's really like opening yourself up to hear it in all the different ways that it can come in, not just through the ways that you think it should come in or that it will come in. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, just thank you for sharing your story around that. I think it's super powerful and it's an example of how you were meant to slow down regardless, right? And so when we have our intuition speaking, we are meant to do the thing regardless. And so the universe then gives us an option, either you're going to listen to your intuition and you're going to get to that path that you need to get to, or we're going to, if you're not listening, we're going to force you to listen by having something happen that literally has to have you slow down. And so you already had that intuitive hit. You were meant to slow down. Obviously, you know, we, we don't want it to have to happen in that way where it's like you're injured and also being able to look at, Oh, I really got what I needed. And by getting what I needed, which is such a theme that I focus on with my clients of like, the universe does not give us what we want. It gives us what we need. But ultimately, by giving us what we need, 
we do end up getting what we want because yeah. oftentimes our egos are, you know, like our brains can delude us in thinking like, oh no, I actually want to do this thing. And we get so attached to just like how it appears on the surface, right? Of like, I really want to do this thing and so I'm going to do it. But what we're actually wanting is peace and inner safety and self-love and abundance and expansion. And we get so caught up in this urgency of life of like, I have to do all the things immediately, right? I like you were describing, I have to go meet that client. I have to go on this trip. But the root of all of that, if you're really looking at, well, why do I want, why do I want to do all these things? It's because you want to feel connected. You want to feel fulfilled. You want to feel, you know, um, joy, like all of these feelings that you're going after and then actually looking at, well, can I do that in a way where I'm still actually honoring what I need? Because in doing that, I'm going to get a lot more of all of those things that I want, right? That's right. So every time we think, oh man, the universe is blocking me from doing this thing. I had this happen recently. I was supposed to go on a trip and I got the flu instead. <laughs> I was like, damn it. Like I was so bummed. I really wanted to go. I was supposed to see one of my favorite bands and concerts, paid all this money to have like the VIP option, you know, all these things of like, just so easily I could have gone into this victim mode of like, I'm, I'm bitter, I'm resentful, I'm angry about it. And then, you know, fast forward, a few, even just a few weeks. And um, I guess it's been like a month at this point, I can really see why I was not meant to go. And I'm so grateful for that now. But sometimes when we don't see it, because sometimes it takes a little while, right? We don't know exactly when we're going to get that moment of clarity of like, oh, that's why that wasn't meant to happen. Or that's why I wasn't supposed to be with this person or go to this thing. That's where trusting our intuition and trusting faith and trusting universe comes in because we have to know that even if we don't know right away why it's still happening for a reason it's still happening for us and the more that we lean into that and release you know it's happening to us mentality we then actually get to learn those lessons and get what we're both needing and wanting that much quicker when we actually surrender to it rather than resist and fight ourselves on it so. That is so, so true. And I just love that. Yeah. And that is a big lesson. And the surrendering part is hard. Yeah. Like we do have all these things that we want to do, but part of what we can do is say, if I want something, what is under that? Mm -hmm. What, what is the emotion that that gives me that I want? Yeah, exactly. And it gets down to that, you know, meditating or thinking about just contemplating, what do I need? And when something pops into your head, like, I need a vacation, all right, what do I need from that vacation? Well, you know, simple stuff like rest and joy and peace and mm -hmm. all of those things. And so we can get down to the emotion of what we want. And that that is the listening piece, you know, yeah. that's that intuit, intuition speaks those things, you know, what right. are the emotions that I that I, that I need and that I want, how, what are other ways I can get them? Mm -hmm. If let's say work is too busy and I can't go on a vacation and uh, rather than, and I always, I say in my book, you know, and I practice this in my life. Every moment is a choice. Yeah. We can be bitter about that. You know, I've got too much work to do. 
I can't get away on a vacation for another three months. Mm-hmm. And I can be really, really upset and bitter and frustrated by that. Or in this moment, I have a choice. And if I've identified that what I need is peace, I can find other ways to find that through meditation, through visualization. Visualization is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. You can go on that vacation, <laughs> go on that vacation every single day of your life, actually. Right. Um, and so it's important to, to, to key into what your intuition is telling you what you need and find ways of doing it and not having the attachment like to that vacation or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, surrendering to, okay, what I need right now is rest. Yeah. I came to this moment not that long ago where I just, you know, I have a lot of fun, wonderful, great things I'm working on. I'm excited about life every day I wake up and it's a joy. But my body just really needs rest. It's winter. And here in California, we tend to have, you know, pretty great weather compared to other climates. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we want to be out and doing lots of things. And the truth of it is, we're in winter. Our bodies sense that it is winter. Winter is a time for hibernation and resting. And I came to that, you know, it was like, it is winter. It's a little cold outside. I want to be doing all of these other things. But my body, when I would say, what do I need right now? What, what is it that you can share with me that I need? Why are you so fatigued? You know, mm-hmm. why am I having a hard time getting my energy going? It's not usually a problem for me. It's like, I just need to rest. Yeah. And when I actually took like four or five days to just be very low key and rest and read and play music and do fun stuff, mm-hmm. I recharged. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm really good to go. So it is about listening to that and knowing that it's also not a one and done. Right. Like I know that it's still winter and I have energy, but I need to build rest into every day. Yeah. So it's the subtle listening and then surrendering to that and saying, and surrendering, you know, I've had clients say this, like, I don't want to give up to this. I don't want to give in to this illness or this injury. Hmm. Surrendering is not giving up no. or, or or just um, giving in to whatever challenge you're facing. It could be, you know, anything else. Like, it doesn't have to be healing. It could be divorce or loss of a loved one, grief yeah. right now. I mean, we've had so much grief in recent years even. And, yeah. you know, it isn't giving up and going, getting down and down the downward spiral and all of that. It's, I define it more like going into the flow of the river, flowing with the river of whatever emotion that you're in, mm-hmm. fully experiencing it. If it's grief, going with the flow of that grief, as we know, comes and goes. Right. And, you know, not mm-hmm. every moment are we in grief, but yes, all of a sudden. Or whatever emotion that happens to be, or whether it needs to be your body needs rest. Yeah. Going with the flow of that and not trying to swim upstream and fight the current. Yeah. You know, that's been a big lesson in my life. Yeah, um, totally. It comes again and again, like you said, until we get it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in a much better place of an intuition. I have to say, intuition really helps with that because if you are tapped into your intuition, you are already sensing wow, I'm feeling really fatigued. I probably should take, you know, a rest this morning rather than jumping into that and launching that great big project that I'd like to do. It's like, go with the, 
with the flow of your your body like yeah. you know when you have energy do stuff when you yeah. don't rest it's that simple right and intuition tells us that pain is another thing or or you know uh anxiety um and all of those things they're they're signals of what we need to be in the flow of yeah you know if we're really super anxious about something it's like okay it's time to go take a walk in nature yeah. or something or or do the grounding or do a meditation or just sit and go read a book but whatever works we're all different we mm -hmm. all need different tools in the toolkit yeah. but know what those tools are and know know how to access them um when your intuition is speaking to you that that's what you need right yeah, absolutely yeah it's something I tell my clients is every day really is less is more right so when we're able to just simplify yeah. then we're actually able to slow down enough to connect to that intuition and stop fighting ourselves and when resistance does come up of you know I'm resisting going on that walk or resisting you know giving my body rest most of the time that's our inner child and we have to really look at, okay, why am I not feeling safe to rest? Why am I not feeling safe to actually listen to myself? And that's when we can always discern between our inner child being in the driver's seat of our lives versus our adult selves is when we attach onto things of like, I know I'm really sick, but I want to go to Disney with my friend today. I'm going to do it anyway. It's like when we force things thinking that, you know, we're attaching on of like, this is the last time I'm going to get to do this thing rather than, oh, what if by giving up this thing that I'm not meant to do and actually listen to myself and give myself what I need in return, I get something even greater than the original plan because that's how it always works. The universe rewards yeah. courage. It's not easy to listen to intuition in a world where we are so fast paced, where we are so conditioned to abandon our own needs for other people when actually that's not relating through an open heart. That's not relating through authenticity. That's relating through trauma responses of people pleasing yeah. and not feeling safe to actually prioritize yourself, which is the kind open hearted thing to do. So for me, I know when I, before I did this work of reparenting my inner child, a lot of it was like, I know I need to rest, but I didn't fully feel safe to just be and to just just allow myself to rest like it was oh my nervous system was so caught in that sympathetic go 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 survival mode where I would tell myself I would like delude myself I would tell myself you know oh yeah I need to rest and then I would like binge watch tv and it's like tv's not actually resting it's actually very stimulating for your mind and so when people are like I just want to come home and veg out and do something mindless and rest you're not actually resting video games, TV, phone, scrolling, like all right. of that is highly addictive and stimulating to your mind. And so rest is actually removing all of that and actually just being in the present moment, taking a nap, putting on a sound bath, putting your hands on your body, taking some deep breaths, like actually allowing yourself to slow down without all of the noise and the distraction and when resistance comes up, you want to come into relationship with that. What does the resistance have to say? Why is my nerd pile not feeling safe to slow down and actually listen to my body? And the more that you do that, the more you realize how much better you end up feeling. 
the more it positively reinforces you doing more of that and the safer you feel to then listen to those symptoms and signals that your intuition and your body is communicating to you. So just like you were describing at the beginning of this conversation, like the more that you do it, the more that it speaks louder and louder and it just, you strengthen that relationship. And I really just love the example of both of our dreams. It's just such a powerful example of how the intuition will just get stronger and stronger and stronger. And people can look at other people and start comparing and be like, well, you know, this person, I always used to think this like, oh, well, this person just has a special gift that I don't have, right? Because my dreams don't look like that. And now that I'm witnessing my evolution with that, I'm realizing, oh, wait, we all have these gifts. We all have the ability to slow down, to connect so deeply to ourselves. And part of that is developing you know, like our heightened senses and our intuition, because when we're no longer living through the trauma and the conditioning of our past, we then get to the fun part, which is like such deep presence and deep connection with, you know, intuition, with the universe, with higher powers. And we just get to give ourselves what we actually need, which then leads to what we actually want. And it just life gets to be better and better and better. Oh, I love that you just said that, Rachel, honestly, because that is the journey right there. Mm -hmm. I, what you what you said about how we think that, that resting is, you know, watching TV or, or you know, scrolling or, or just whatever it is. You know, we've got we've got this um, kind of societal conditioning, mm -hmm. which is which is all about you got to be busy. You got to always be doing something right. right. We are human doings, not human beings. And it's a big shift. You know, many, many years ago, I went through um, a lot of inner child work to, to um, deal with some trauma issues. So, so that would, how you described it was exactly my journey, you know, and getting to the point where I would say, okay, I have to just be. I was so uncomfortable with that. Oh, yeah. It's the most ago, uncomfortable. So uncomfortable with that. It, it felt, wrong and I had to really sit with it and what I what I felt at that time was my inner child felt like she would be punished for not being busy that's, yeah. that's what it, you know if I just all the inquiry I did came down to that it, it comes down to family conditioning and societal conditioning you should be busy you should be productive you should be doing something don't just sit there what about you know in school we hear you know um don't sit there daydreaming, mm -hmm. you know, right? Like yeah. daydreaming is discouraged, but right, killing but our imagination. Resting and robust self-care, daydreaming is a fantastic thing. Mm -hmm. We follow the curiosity, that thread of curiosity. Let your mind and your heart go where they want to go. Right. And that's how you find soul purpose and and the life of your dreams, really, mm -hmm. is by following that, by opening your heart and yeah. listening. But we have to be really aware about that, all those little voices inside of us that say, shouldn't you be doing something? Mm -hmm. you, know, you have work to do, that right. kind of thing. That is probably one of the biggest challenges that, that we all face. Yeah. That is a human experience. We all face this because of conditioning of one sort or another. And it's the obstacle to listening to our intuition. But when you can get past that obstacle 
and really be with yourself and be comfortable with yourself and be comfortable with whatever comes up and open your heart and, and, and listen to the whispers of your heart. That is when what you said, you know, you begin to build this life of your dreams. Mm -hmm. That's where it comes from. You follow that thread of curiosity and it takes you to this place. It's how I got where I am today yeah. in my life, which is enchanting and magical and wonderful and amazing. And, yeah. you know, I have all the problems every every person has. I still have health challenges, mm -hmm. family problems, all of it. We right. Still We're still it. human. Yep. We're still human. <laughs> right. We, 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 we embody our lives in a, in a way um, that is more connected to our, our true nature, basically. Yeah. 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 And it's all about how you choose to relate to it. Right. Cause like you said, we're all human. We're all going to have all the human things and how do we actually get to relate to it? And I love what you said about just daydreaming. Cause I think this is something I've had to work on a lot just with my own healing journey. And then also with my clients is that we have to allow ourselves to follow that imagination. And then we also have to look at where are we getting stuck in fantasy? Cause that was actually one of my biggest, like, um, almost like an addictive behavior, like a protector where it felt safer to stay in fantasy rather than believing I could actually create that. Right. So that's kind of the, the perfect balance is exactly what you described of following that curiosity, following that imagination, allowing your mind, your heart, your soul to speak to you about what you want and then the part is actually, the next part is actually feeling safe to then create it and believe that that's actually possible. Because what happens is conditioning like we have in school of don't daydream, we, we get conditioned that these things are not possible. Oh, that's unrealistic. Oh, you know, that's just a dream, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, like all of that can be so powerful as information of what our soul is longing for, but then our very human work is to actually do the belief work of I can create that it doesn't have to stay a dream and when we don't actually have that belief we then get stuck in fantasy of like I'm just going to dream about that rather than believing I can actually create it and then also what you said about yeah just feeling safe to you know be it's like we've been so conditioned of this sense of urgency of like time is running out and life is short and you have to like just use every moment. And I see people living that way. And every single time it's this question of, well, how present are they actually able to be with all of those things? Right. Cause again, less is more. So even if you have a list of 10 things you want to do, I would much prefer to choose five of those things and actually be present with each of them rather than rushing through in this urgent way, because that in and of itself is this trauma response of your body yeah. being in that go, go, go mode. And it's like, I'd rather have a day of doing nothing, but feeling so deeply present and connected to myself than checking things off a list and like being in this frenetic energy. And that's not to say we can't have both. We absolutely can do so much in our lives and also still be present, but that does require periods, like you said, winter of hibernating and just slowing down and really connecting to stillness and to a lot of doing what feels like nothing, but actually just that ability to recharge. So that's uh, 
something that we fight ourselves on a lot as humans is just actually allowing that, knowing that it's going to help us have that energy to do what we want to do, but in a grounded and present way. Right. So much of our lives just slip by because we're not living in the present moment. Yeah. We're doing all these things. We're multitasking, right? Like, like there are lots of things going on in our lives at any minute of the day. And we have to break that and come into the present moment yeah. and be with everything we're doing. Even if it's just, you know, you could be at your job but be present in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You could be washing dishes or going for a hike or, or whatever it happens to be, but be in that present moment yes. of all of your senses. Right. Absolutely. That's what we sometimes don't do. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we see what we're doing and our minds are just going a mile a minute trying to, you know, get it all done. But are we feeling the feeling and, and sensing and the sense of smell and, and sounds and are we really immersed in that experience i mean right. even just like going for a walk in nature mm -hmm. are we really using all of our senses sometimes we're not sometimes our minds are just going crazy yeah. trying to solve a problem right and right. a walk on the beach becomes like did i see anything like yeah I don't know. Like, <laughs> right really get caught up in our minds yeah or and even so like a yoga class that present, yeah yeah to that present moment and I love what you said about dreams. You know, it is really a fine line mm -hmm. because what happens is we can just live in that fantasy world. I've done that. Part of my trauma response is the leaving pattern, right? Mm -hmm. Running away, you know, right. fantasy, fantasy, daydreaming. That is a running away. You know, we do, we do that. Like a lot of kids in school do that. Like mm -hmm. if you don't want to be in the present moment, you just run away to that place in your head. And it's easy to live there and, and put down roots, actually. Yeah. But what we what we have to do is, is take that dream and then say, what is the one step that I can do today? Take one step of that dream. You're making it a reality. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to have all the daydreams and everything, but root it in one grounded step. And yeah. again, I like to apply that through the lens of what can I do today? that my future self will thank me for. Mm -hmm. It's the one step I can do. Right. Let me do that today. Yeah. And that, and that grounds the dreaming. So, right. Like I, I visualize a lot. I dream up big plans and projects and all these things, you know, like you, I've got a very vivid imagination and I love that part of, of visioning the future. Right. That's, mm -hmm. that's really a powerful and exciting and something I'm passionate about. But we have to ground it like it's, it's right. fine to like, you know, have that and even take notes and all of those good things. But at the end of everything I do or write, you know, I, I say to myself, what is the one thing I can take today? And then tomorrow, what is the one thing I can do today? Yeah. And and be fully present in that, like really and, and get in tune with like you might shout out something. Oh, I'm going to do this today then get in touch with your intuition mm -hmm. and, and yourself and say, how does that feel? Does that feel like what I want to do today? Does that feel like next best step? Is that what my body needs? Is it, is it what my soul needs? Is it what my emotional body needs? Yeah. And, and find out if it's really resonating. If it's not resonating, think of something else.
Right. Because then you get clear on was that desire actually coming from my intuition or was it coming from my That's right. mind of like, I should be doing this because sometimes the thing that we actually need to do is less like taking something off our plate or, yeah. you know, actually resting or um, taking time to ground in to actually decide how are we going to go about creating this dream rather than staying stuck in the fantasy. So, right. yeah, I love all of that so, so much. And I'm sure we could talk about this forever and ever. I'm just keeping an eye on the time. Um, is there anything else that we haven't covered that you feel is important to share with those listening or um, also just in terms of if people were interested in your services, Reiki, sound healing, all of that, getting more in touch with their intuition, just anything that you have to offer, anything going on in your world right now? Thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that in one minute about how to get in touch with me and connect. Yeah. What I'd like to leave our listeners with, Rachel, is something I've been thinking a lot about, and that is our world right now is crazy. Mm -hmm. There's just so much going on. We live in on a planet in peril, and it's easy to feel hopeless. But what I believe is that every single one of us on the planet at this time was born here for a reason we have a purpose yeah. and it's a bigger purpose than our lives our family our little communities it's about it's about the global community mm -hmm. we are all little specks of light mm -hmm. and all we have to do to fulfill our our life's mission is identify what is our gift bring it forward to the world the work you do is your gift. The work right. I do is my gift. People might be saying, I don't know. I don't think I have a gift. You we do. All have a Everyone gift. has a gift. They yep. have their unique gift. And it might sound strange and far out to you, but you have a gift. Bring it forward. Tap into your intuition. Learn what that gift to the world is and bring it forward. The world needs each and every one of us. That's, yeah. that's what I would say in closing. Now is the time for everyone to live our gift. Basically. Yeah. Like you're here for a reason. That's right. Every person is here for a reason. We are all unique. Some of us feel like we are strange and weird and far out. And that's our gift. Yes. It's really nice sometimes to, to get to that place, to be able to, you know, own your gift. Mm -hmm. But, but everybody it. is here for born here right now. You need to be on this earth for a reason. So I leave yeah. with that. And um, for people who want to connect with me, it's really easy. My website is sufferingtothriving.com, all spelled out, all one word, sufferingtothriving.com. There you can connect with me on my social media uh, and my YouTube channel. I have lots of articles I've written, including a recent article last year on um, the power of intuition. Mm. It appeared in yoga magazine and I've got that on my website toward the bottom of the homepage. So Amazing. lots of good things and other podcasts as well. Perfect. And I will add all of that in the show notes. So it's easy for Thank people you. to find. And I'm just so, so grateful that we were able to connect today and have this conversation and just thank you for sharing your wisdom and your medicine with the world it is just so needed like you said we all need to really own our gifts and show up with them so thank you for doing that and just being thank you yeah. thank you for having me and it has been just a, a delightful part yeah. of our conversation I've, I've enjoyed it so much Rachel. me thank too you. absolutely we'll have to do this again sometime <laughs> lovely all right thank you so thank much you. have a beautiful rest of your day and we'll talk soon you too okay bye, -bye. bye.